Welcome to the Catholic Connect Podcast. I'm your host, David Scubin. This is a podcast for all Catholics and people of goodwill who strive to live in the world but not be of the world. First and foremost, we need to be disciples of Jesus ourselves, and then we go forth and make disciples of all nations, just as our Lord commanded. Through a series of timely topics and great guests, we will take that long and narrow journey to heaven together, encouraging each other in faith and virtue along the way. So let's get started. Praise be Jesus Christ now and forever. I'm so glad that you joined us here on another beautiful day that the Lord has made where uh, we're in the world, but not of the world on the Catholic Connect podcast. And we're going to get holy or we're going to die trying. I know that it's a difficult time in the world right now with uh, the way this virus is and a lot of the restrictions on our freedom, the God-given freedoms that we have. And unfortunately, there's not a lot I can do about it personally, but I can encourage you in your walk with Christ. And really, at the end of the day, our salvation is the most important thing. So uh, I'm here to pray for you, my wife and my children. We're all praying for you and keeping you in our prayers as you journey and we journey through this life and understand that you're not alone and there's a lot of people out there that love you and are praying for you. So again, thank you for joining us on this episode. Well, we've talked a lot about the importance of saints in the Catholic Church as true role models that we can look up to. Now, throughout my life, I've always been conscious of saints and knew most of them, but I never really had a major devotion or even a major desire to get to know who they were and what they were all about. You know, I think it's one of the beautiful things about having children. They can really uplift your soul to the desire for holy things. And my eldest son, Xavier, when he was in preschool, he had a unique and uncanny ability to memorize the feast days of the saints. And this got us as a family into reading brief biographies in the life of the saints. It's amazing how a child's simplicity and desire to learn more about the saints and their feast days has really lit a fire of desire for holiness for me now. And the lives of the saints are now very interesting to me. Have you ever seen those vanity plates on vehicles that say, he who dies with the most toys wins? You know, we need a plate that says, he who dies in a state of grace wins. And that's the saints. They have won and they are enjoying the never-ending victory parade in heaven with Jesus. And I don't know about you, but I want to be there. One of the saints that my son gravitated toward was St. Dominic Savio. Now, I think this could be a separate podcast and will be a separate podcast one day because he was a great youthful saint. Uh, he was a student at St. John Bosco's Oratory and is now a patron saint of youth. He died when he was only 14, but lived a life of extraordinary virtue. His beautiful motto his beautiful motto was that he would rather die than commit a sin against Jesus. How beautiful and amazing is that? His short but amazing life will be the subject of another podcast for sure. Now, Lord willing, but his life of purity is a segue into today's story, which is one of the dreams of St. John Bosco called The Handkerchief of Purity. And it's in a great book that I got. Uh, I think it was actually my mom that got it for me. It's called The 40 Dreams of St. John Bosco. It was put out by Tan Books. So um, this is a real interesting book, and I'm going to give you just a little snapshot of one of the dreams here in just a moment. Now, God spoke to St. John Bosco through dreams, but this holy priest did not discuss the dreams for any personal benefit other than the spiritual benefit of others. 
and particularly the boys at his oratory. The good effects was a great horror for sin, more confessions, more general confessions, and more frequent reception of Holy Communion. Now, this particular dream was meant to warn the boys against the sins of impurity, and it's uh, very applicable to us today. Now, we have a massive sin problem in our world, in case you haven't noticed. Sins against impurity are rampant among us today. Our world is a lust-filled wasteland of fornication, adultery, and pornography, especially for our children, the most innocent of all. What can we as Catholics and other people of goodwill do to promote the opposite of the deadly sin of lust? Well, of course, that is promoting the virtue of chastity. So that's where this excerpt from this uh, really outstanding tan book here is coming from. Again, it's called The 40 Dreams of St. John Bosco. So the premise is to be on guard against temptations and sins of impurity. And the lady reference here is the Blessed Virgin Mary. So here it goes. This dream of the handkerchiefs warns us to be quick in reacting against impure temptations. To remain dilly-dally would lead one into sin. Who can put out the fire when all the house is in flames? Does the wind of temptation blow? Turn at once to the right, namely turn to Mary for help. Those imprudent boys who kept their handkerchiefs of the Queen of Virtues exposed to the wind, the rain and the hailstones soon found them riddled with holes, shapeless and without any beauty. One of the men who were near the lady, perhaps a minister of God, shouted, Turn right! Nearly all obeyed and turned to the right. That is, they made good confessions. So they repaired their handkerchiefs. But the handkerchiefs, though patched, had no more regular shape. God forgives us, but nature punishes. Habits of impurity will always have bad consequences. Only time, goodwill, and the grace of God can repair the damages. One must cultivate piety, humility, and a spirit of sacrifice and do good works for the love of Jesus Christ. Those who continue in bad habits run great risk of eternal damnation. So here's the summary of the talk that St. Don Bosco gave on June 18th, 1861 about the precious handkerchiefs. On the night of June 14th, I had no sooner fallen asleep than I was startled by a heavy blow on the bedstead. As if someone had struck with a board, I jumped up and immediately thought that it was lightning. I looked around, but found nothing unusual. Convinced that I had most likely been dreaming, I again tried to sleep. Hardly had I begun to doze when a second blow startled me again. This time I got out of bed and searched everywhere, under the bed, under the desk, and in the corners of the room, but I found nothing amiss. Commending myself to God's safe keeping, I blessed myself with holy water and slipped into bed. It was then that my mind began to wander and I saw what I am going to tell you. I seemed to be in our church pulpit, about to start a sermon. All the boys were seated in their usual places, looking up and waiting, but I had no idea what to preach about. My mind was a complete blank. For a while I stood there dumbfounded and dismayed, Never had anything like this happened to me in all the years of my ministry. Then suddenly the walls and the boys disappeared, and the church turned into an immense valley. I was beside myself and could not believe my eyes. 
What's this? I questioned. A moment ago I was in the pulpit in church, and now I am in a valley. Am I dreaming? What's happening to me? I decided to get going, hoping to meet someone and find out where I was. After a while I came to a stately palace. Its many balconies and broad terraces beautifully harmonized with the building and the landscape. In front of the palace there was a large plaza. In a corner at the right, many boys were crowding around a lady who was handing out handkerchiefs, one to each boy. On taking theirs, the boys walked up to the terrace and ranged themselves along the parapet. Drawing close to the lady, I heard her say to each lad as she gave him a handkerchief, Do not unfold it when it is windy, but if you are surprised by wind, turn at once to the right, never to the left. I kept looking at these boys, but then and there I did not recognize any of them. When all the handkerchiefs had been distributed, the boys were all lined up on the terrace in complete silence. As I watched, one boy took out his handkerchief and unfolded it. Others followed his example and soon all had them out. The handkerchiefs were very large and exquisitely embroidered in gold. On each, lengthwise, there was written in gold, Regina Virtutum, meaning Queen of Virtues. Suddenly a soft breeze came out of the north, that is from the left. Gradually it grew stronger, then it became a wind. Some of the boys immediately folded their handkerchiefs and hid them, while others turned quickly to the right. Others instead left them exposed and flapping in the wind. Meanwhile, the disturbance gained force while ominous clouds gathered overhead and darkened the sky. Lightning flashed and thunderous frightening rumbles rolled across the heavens, followed by hail, rain, and snow. Unbelievably, many boys still kept their handkerchiefs flapping in the storm. The hail, rain, and snow battered them mercilessly. In no time they were riddled with holes, torn beyond recognition. I was stunned, not knowing what to make of it, However, I was in for a greater shock. As I got closer to the boys for a better look, I recognized every one of them. They were my own oratory boys. I hurried to one of them and asked, What in the world are you doing here? Aren't you so-and-so? Yes, he replied, I am. And then pointing to several others, he added, So-and-so and so-and-so -and -so are here too. I then went over to the lady who had distributed the handkerchiefs. Several men were around her. What does all this mean? I asked. The lady herself, hearing my question, turned to me. Did you not see the inscription on those handkerchiefs? She asked. Why, yes, my lady, I replied. Regina Virtutum. Do you understand now? Yes, I do. All these boys exposed their purity to the winds of temptation. Some, on realizing the danger, immediately fled. Those are the boys who folded and hid their handkerchiefs. Others, taken by surprise, unable to fold their handkerchiefs, turned to the right. These are the boys who promptly have recourse to prayer when in danger and turn their backs upon the enemy. Others, instead, kept their handkerchiefs open to the full blast of temptation and fell into sin. Saddened by this sight and the realization that so very few of my boys had kept themselves pure, 
I nearly burst into tears. When I was able to control myself again, I asked, Why did even raindrops and snowflakes riddle the handkerchiefs? Aren't these symbols of venial sin? One of the men replied, Don't you know that where purity is concerned, non datur parvitus materiae, there is no matter that is not considered to be grave? Nevertheless, don't be downhearted. Come and see. He moved to the balcony, signaling to the boys with his hand, shouted, Right about face. Nearly all obeyed, but a few did not budge. Their handkerchiefs were torn to shreds. I noticed too that the handkerchiefs of those who had turned to the right had shrunk and were covered with patches. They had no holes, but were pitifully shapeless. These boys, the lady explained, had the misfortune of losing their purity, but they regained God's grace through confession. Those few who did not stir are those who persist in sin and perhaps will go to perdition. Finally, she said to me, Nemine desite sed tantum admone. Tell no one in particular, but give only a general warning. You know, we talk a lot about the importance of confession and living the sacramental life on this podcast. So guys, let's be frank. Sins of impurity. We need to be guardians of our eyes. If you're watching pornography, you need to confess that. You need to go to confession, you need to go to a priest, and you need to be absolved in the eyes of the church and in the eyes of Jesus Christ. If you're living in an inappropriate relationship with someone that you are not married to, you need to confess that as well. You know, Jesus says that those who look lustfully at a woman have already committed the sin of adultery in their hearts. You know, think of the era of St. John Bosco and the boys uh, of the oratory that uh, that lived, that was already in the, the 19th century, so in the 1800s. Uh, they were struggling with impurity back then, and you had to go through a fair amount of trouble just to find impure images back then. But now we can find these types of images, pornography, and just inappropriate photos and videos in a matter of seconds on our mobile devices. You know, can't you see that the devil is attacking us, guys? He wants us to be impure. He wants us to have the sins of lust, those feelings of lust. But you know what? It's the one, the opposite virtue, of course, is chastity. So what does the Catholic Church have to say about chastity? Well, surprise, surprise, it's uh, all beautifully laid out in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Let's start with paragraph 2345. It says, chastity is a moral virtue. It is also a gift from God, a grace a fruit of spiritual effort. The Holy Spirit enables one whom the water of baptism has regenerated to imitate the purity of Christ. Let's move on to 2346. It says, Charity is the form of all virtues. Under its influence, chastity appears as a school of the gift of the person. Self-mastery is ordered to the gift of self. Chastity leads him who practices it to become a witness to his neighbor of God's fidelity and loving kindness. Paragraph 2347. The virtue of chastity blossoms in friendship. It shows the disciple how to follow and imitate him who has chosen us as his friends, who has given himself totally to us and allows us to participate in his divine estate. 
Chastity is a promise of immortality. Chastity is expressed notably in friendship with one's neighbor, whether it develops between persons of the same or opposite sex. Friendship represents a great good for all. It leads to spiritual communion. And let's move on to paragraph 2348. And it says, all the baptized are called to chastity. The Christian has put on Christ, the model for all chastity. All Christ's faithful are called to lead a chaste life in keeping with their particular states of life. At the moment of their baptism, the Christian is pledged to lead his effective life in chastity. I just think that's so beautiful, you know. We we need to look at each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. And we know the, the paragraph previous when it says, the virtue of chastity blossoms in friendship. You know, what does Christian friendship look like? What does Christian holiness look like? Man, this is powerful stuff. That uh, the one sentence says, chastity is a promise of immortality. Man, if that doesn't get you fired up, I don't know what will. So let's go through a few steps to help us to be the men of God that our Lord really wants us to be. I already mentioned confession. We talk about this in the podcast, guys. We got to go at least three times a year. Every Lent, Advent, and any time you're in a state of mortal sin. You got to go at least once per month. You know, I hear too many Catholics say they wait a year, sometimes more to go to confession. You know, as Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7, they will know you by your fruits. And the members of our church right now, let's take a look around. We are hardly a juggernaut. Less than 20% of our Catholics attend Mass on a weekly basis. And sin and error abound in every level of our church. It starts with me and it starts with you. Let's be the change that we want to see in our church and in our world. You got to go to Mass every Sunday. You know, try to make, try to go to Mass and make a holy hour at least once per week. You want to master your desires, especially these feelings of lust. You need to grow in holiness. So what are we reading in our free time? Guys, I know that the times for me when I stumbled the most, that's when I have free time and I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be spending time with my family, doing uh, leisurely work, or even just reading good books or looking at good things, good movies, good shows. Let's try to spend at least five to ten minutes per day just peeling the Bible open and let's just hear what Jesus has to say to us. Read the daily readings. And journey with your extended family in the church to heaven. Be on Team Jesus. A lot of people don't know this, but in the Catholic Church, we have daily readings. And those readings are the same whether you live here in Alberta and Canada, whether you live in Australia, Europe, China, Asia, wherever. It's the exact same readings. The same readings every day. The same gospel, the same uh, uh, reading from the book of Psalm. And usually also a reading from the New Testament on weekdays and then an additional reading from the Old Testament on Sundays. That's what makes us a universal church. That's what makes us outstanding and such a great church to belong to. So let's journey together. This is, this is awesome. If you read the daily readings, you read the same thing that every Catholic around the world reads. A lot of our brothers and sisters of Christ are out there and we can journey with them. I think it's one of the most beautiful things of the Catholic Church. You know, St. John Bosco was talking a lot about the lady in that particular dream. That is the Blessed Virgin Mary. She's the queen of purity. 
You know, there's an ancient devotion that Mary will protect us from sins of impurity if we say three Hail Marys when we rise and three Hail Marys before we go to bed specifically for this intention. And let's work our way to praying a decade of the rosary and then just praying the whole rosary. It's only 20 minutes, guys, but this first step, and just do it for yourself. This first step is for sins against impurity or sins of impurity and for us to live a chaste life. It's just three Hail Marys when we wake up, three Hail Marys before we go to bed. That's my challenge for you, so let's do it. Now, while I'm directing this podcast mostly to my brothers in Christ, I don't want to miss out on acknowledging that the devil has also set in motion a devious and disordered attack on women, my sisters in Christ. And I know you're listening, and I appreciate you listening so much. The numbers that I've seen is between 20 and 30% of women are addicted to pornography. You are worth so much to the kingdom of Jesus. Men, we need to pray in our battles for purity, and we in turn need to affirm our mothers, our wives, sisters, daughters, their authentic femininity, and what the master plan is that our Lord has for all women. Don't you see, men and women? This is the biggest snare, one of the biggest snares that the devil sets for all of us. So let's pray for each other and let's live a life of chastity and purity the way that our Lord wants us to. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil. This is in the context of life in the next world. As 1 Timothy chapter 2, 4-5 says, For God desires all men to be saved, to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and there is one mediator between God and men, Jesus Christ. And last but certainly not least, 1 Peter 3, verse 9, The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some count slowness, but is forbearing toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. So it's really key too that when we talk about sins of impurity, It's not a fun topic. I don't like talking about this, but it is so important. And I'm not judging you. We're not judging you. But you got to understand that God is is merciful, but he he wants to take you out of where you are. He doesn't want to leave you in your sinful life. Look at all the miracles of Jesus when he would heal people in the New Testament, in the Gospels. You know, he'd never leave the sinner to do what they were doing and just leave them in their sin. He would ask them to repentance and then he'd say, go and sin no more. And that's what he wants from us too. He wants us to come back to confession, come with humility, but come with that firm purpose of amendment that we will never sin again. We can be just like St. Dominic someday because we know what? We want to be saints, right? Let's be just like St. Dominic. He said he'd rather die than sin. And you know what? There's a lot of names, a lot of these letters and initials that a lot of people have after their names, and that's okay. You know, a PhD or like what I have, a B.MGT. But truly, the only letters that really matter when it comes to our title are the two letters in front of our name, and that's ST, Saints. That's what we should be all striving to be and try to achieve in this life. And uh, it's so important that we do it together, that we rely on each other as brothers and sisters in Christ and make this journey of virtue together. Please like, share, and subscribe so that we can get the message out to this hurting world that God loves them and desires that each and every one of us walk in friendship with him. So I appreciate all your prayers and your support. I appreciate you listening so much. It's been a great ride doing this podcast and I uh, 
I uh, look forward to putting more of this kind of content out there for you. And again, understand that uh, I totally understand that this is a very difficult time that we live in in the world. It's hard to be a practicing Catholic. It's hard to be a practicing Christian. But we're in here together and realize that no matter what kind of freedoms are taken away from us, no matter what kind of peace is trying to be taken away from you from worldly forces, that Jesus is still the king. And it doesn't matter who the prime minister is or who the president is, but Jesus Christ is still the king. And enthrone him in your lives. Make him the king of your household and the king of your life. So again, Catholics, we already talked about it, but I'm still going to remind you. Confession three times a year, at least. Every Advent, every Lent, and any time you're in a state of mortal sin. Do not even spend a second of your life there. God bless you, and we'll chat with you very soon.